and welcome to this week's episode of Pondo's Playground. And uh, how you doing, John? I'm all right. How are you? Ah, can't complain too much. I uh, I have this rule okay. uh, in my house, uh, and uh, Connor's been really good about respecting it. Fantastic. <laughs> Which is Christmas decorations. Okay. Okay. I'm not a huge Christmas person. I actually would say I'm like fairly anti-Christmas. This is just just me. Okay. okay. Yeah. But uh, but I I my husband is not. So we're going through like I could see that. Like yeah, yes. I'm like yeah. Think about I'm like yeah that that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. That makes sense. Yeah. So we have uh, one one box. One box. Like it's just one. Like I'm just like one box Christmas decoration. Like that's mm-hmm. it. I'm like it's it's a rule. Mm-hmm. Just one. Barring any like bigger thing but like one mm-hmm. box and i think it stems from uh just literally living in a house where there's like eight nine bins of christmas stuff <laughs> and like you only ever touch like one or two maybe yeah. like one's got the one's got the tree ornaments and one's got like random yeah. other stuff and then everything else is just an accumulation yeah of stuff right yeah so uh, and i find that I'm very much the same way with Christmas movies too. <laughs> as as in like I, I, I very much can only handle like one or two. Yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. year kind of thing, just because like I I just don't really get into that season. So on that note, I'm curious, John, this is the this is the time of the year. Yes. Where we start thinking of this. What what are what are what are some Christmas stories, traditions or whatever that uh, might might make its way into your household? Well, um it's funny that you talked about having all those bins because I definitely grew up in that same household, apparently, except mm. for we had two and a half acres and mm. a four floor house, quite yeah. literally. Like my mom had, I think it was six Christmas trees in total, like the big one in, in the living room. And it was huge. Like it was the <laughs> biggest tree I've ever seen. It was fake, but it looked fantastic. And all the lights were purple. But then she had... Literally 10 feet away, when you walked in the front door, there was a little tree. It didn't have any... It was just lights in a tree. All right? All of the decorations were safe for the big tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd walk up the stairs into the living room, and there would be the big tree. Um, and then if you walked up the stairs to the bedrooms, in between all the bedrooms, there was another tree. Um, there was more trees. I just can't think of where there were. There because there was another living room... There might have been one in the dining room. When I took over the basement, there might have been one in the basement. <laughs> like, because there were just these little, you know, artificial trees with just lights in them. And we would just, <laughs> mom would just put them up, take them down, and just put them around the house because we had the space. So I, I definitely <laughs> understand where you're coming from with that. Um, but... I have to say, this year is probably the first year in a long time that I've really gotten um, into... I, 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 I hesitate to call it decorating, but getting into the spirit. Um, because I've, for the past decade, been apartment living. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that's a lie, because there was that brief stint where I lived in a basement suite, but... I lived in a basement suite where half of it was underground because it was built on a hill. So mm-hmm. <laughs> not much to decorate. I gotcha. Uh, I gotcha. So um, actually this year, especially because we have the backyard and the front area, we have the space this year because of the townhouse. 
I have put Christmas lights, uh, uh, outdoor Christmas lights in the backyard. And a, there's a timer, so they come on at about four and are on until about ten. And I, I think that's, it's, like I said, it's, I don't know if it's decorating per se, but it's definitely, I feel, getting into the season. season. Yeah, that's fair. And so I have Christmas lights in the back, and then where we have the tree set up now, I also put another string of lights in the front window. But that's inside, not outside. Mm. Because we don't have an outlet in the front. We only have an outlet in the back outside. So that's why there's Christmas lights out there. Which that's I'm right. okay with, because that's where, you know, I mostly, when I go outside, that's where I go. Let the dogs out, or it's the back. So that's where I want my Christmas lights, where I can enjoy them. <laughs> totally fair. Totally mm-hmm. fair. So what, what, makes a, what makes a good uh, holiday story for you? Um... Well, I feel like not Die Hard. That's fair. We're not going to rehash the <laughs> Die Hard scenario. We've done that a few times, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious. But, like from a festive mm-hmm. story, like I was walk, I was walking through um, chapters earlier yeah. today, right, and just, uh, just wrapping up my my end of year shopping yeah. kind of thing, and just walking up, and I noticed that there was this section. Uh, obviously seasonal end cap section yeah. of Christmas books, Christmas stories. Oh, yeah. okay? And uh, of course I just take a peek cause I'm curious. Uh, and I'm seeing some interesting rehashes there. I'm mm. seeing, I'm seeing like you got your classics, like, you know, like a Christmas Carol, that kind of stuff, right? Like, mm. you know, the, the classics and those are nice bound in that hardcover leather. That's really yeah. nice, you know, for the, for your table centerpiece, if you will. But then, had like a different section here i hadn't seen it before and it basically was just christmas like that that was literally the section name nothing else there and when i pick it up i see your classic christmas romance there's lots of christmas romance in there oh yeah yeah seeing a lot of that i was seeing too there's that's a big genre that's a big yes, genre. It, it is because you want to find love for Christmas or the end of the year or something, right? Um, but I saw a lot of that. I was seeing a fair bit of yes, a uh, little bit of Christmas horror was there too. Well, but there's it was... Violent Nights coming out. Or yes, out. I've been seeing yeah. that. I'm like, I'm not watching it, but it's an interesting take on it. Well, <laughs> exactly right. And then so then was seeing like a Christmas mystery, which again is like a mystery that's around the season, yeah. stuff like that. Like so, I'm I'm definitely seeing like a little bit of a trend here. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like for for what what makes a good Christmas story for you? Because for me, I think it's. More less about the fact it's Christmas. Yeah. I, I don't know for me personally. It's less about the fact that it's Christmas, and it's more about settling something over the holidays. Like that mm. seems to be for me. Like for me to feel satisfied. Maybe it's just because I like stories in general. Yeah. But for me to see 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 be satisfied with it is that we've made a realization or we've come to the conclusion of something that happens to also coincide with the end of the year, not less, less about Christmas, but more about like the end of the year. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of me, but I'm just curious about what your take is on, on that. Well, yeah, like there's definitely the stories like you were talking that use um, Christmas as a prop piece is what I'm going to say. Like the romance at Christmas, that romance story would be just as effective, nearly the same if mm-hmm. it was in any other setting. Just, it is at Christmas. Yes. So, uh, 
and that again goes back into the Die Hard thing. Uh, Christmas is a prop piece. I don't count, count that as a Christmas movie. That is a movie that mm. involves Christmas. And by that, like I've, I think I've said it before, by that means you can then say Harry Potter's a Christmas movie because there's always Christmas time in Harry Potter's. Yeah. Because it's a year of school, right? So, <laughs> and it's not. It's not a Christmas movie. So, but um, a Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely like you're like you said. Um, there's sort of a a realization, uh, like I think of "I'll Be Home for Christmas" or things like that, right? Where you know it's not necessarily Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer and help the elves, and but there is a general sense of being in a group, being with family, being with loved ones, and just kind of celebrating that time together. And that's what a Christmas movie is to me, right? Um, this is, of course, excluding the classics like the Charlie Brown and because I I don't even know what those are about anymore. I've just I just block them out. <laughs> Amanda wants to watch them every year, and I'm just like, okay, let's, uh, uh, comatose. Like I don't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> you said you said something interesting, which is like, especially in regards to like the Christmas romance, because like that these those stories, yes, I agree, could be done basically at any other time of the year right um there just be some lines might change because christmas is but of course yeah other than that most of it's pretty much page for page (sighs) the same book yeah well and and that's the thing is like the realization that at least i'm talking about for sure is like you wouldn't you would not make these realizations if there were not the event of the holidays coming. Like, mm-hmm. example, you learn something about family because you have to see them, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or at the end of the year is coming, and you know you're having a, a self self fulfillment moment. Like, th- th- yeah. those are like big things that are mm-hmm. like plot wise do very well with characters that are in that self discovery mode. They they might have things to work out with themselves or maybe work out with other people. Right. And that, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of what I enjoy. Like I, I take, um, take the Grinch as a classic example yeah. here is that there's a realization that happens around his heart grows Christmas two time. sizes. Like he makes a realization yeah, and it's a realization that I, I would argue that the Grinch could not have made it to any other time of the year. Yeah. No, it would not have made no. it out at all. No, and that's what makes it a Christmas movie, is the fact that it needed to be Christmas for this to happen. Um, right? Because the rest of the year, as we saw, at least what I'm thinking of is like the, the Jim Carrey live action. <laughs> There's the Which big clock movie, that just way. counts down. So <laughs> if it's not Christmas time, what is the Grinch doing? He's just grumbling about them counting down. It only The only thing that happens is at Christmas when he's super upset. <laughs> Other than that, they're just counting down. He doesn't care what they're doing. <laughs> there's a there's a great line, I think it was actually Jim Carrey that said it, uh, not in the film, but in an interview about okay. it, right? Um, and I oftentimes think back on it because, like, to me, it makes complete sense, yeah. right? Uh, and I believe, I'm paraphrasing, of course, he says that, to be fair, it's not that the Grinch didn't like Christmas, he didn't like people. Yeah. Right. And yeah. So this is what made me, made me think about it. That is, all that the time. is very fair. He was mad right. at the who's not Christmas for what they like, did to him at Christmas time. And he just misplaced that anger. Yes. On Christmas. To itself. the season. Yes. 
And it makes so, sense. Yeah. Not so as a jump. It's, so it's some interesting stuff. But, um, you know, as we're wrapping up the year, if yeah. you will, um, fun, some fun fun things happened. Uh, John and I wrote a story. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we, we had a little text thread yesterday <laughs> where I... Where I believe I believe you're something like oh you make it sound so easy like all the things that still have to be done in a book well and because I'm like, you're, uh, okay I'm just gonna defend myself here for a minute all of a sudden I get this message so I think the edits are gonna be done this day and I'm like okay that's in a week and then we're gonna have the beta readers and then the beta readers are gonna be doing their thing and we're gonna do our thing so then by the end of January we're gonna be doing this and then at February and I'm like whoa. <laughs> I'm still editing. <laughs> the timelines. <laughs> the timelines. And I was like, you just you just laid it out like this is the road we're following. And I'm like, all right, I hope I can keep up. Like <laughs> You can, you can. It's it's for sure actually um more time than I give myself. Let's oh, interesting. Real bit. it is. So Basically, just a general timeline for folks as we uh, take a look at 2023 is um so like when I'm talking edits, like basically we're making it readable, mm-hmm. right? For other people, right? Yeah. So you, to be fair with you, you don't need a whole lot of time to make it readable. No. Like that's, that's, that's the, the big thing, right? Yeah. So we're looking at mid December to send off to beta readers, which we've both amassed a nice little pool of people to yeah. do that. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I like giving people about a month to read the story and just, just because it depends on people's speed read um, skills or lack thereof. Right? Well, Sometimes you need time, right? That's the thing is if you hand me a novel and I'm just speaking for yep. myself here, just not anyone else. I look at that as this daunting task. And this is why I mm. don't read is I'm like, oh my God, there's a whole novel. But when I really think about it, it takes me five minutes give or take to read either of our chapters just one and then i think about it and went i could probably go through the entire novel in a day yeah and then i go i remember hearing people would do that and thinking man those people are crazy and i'm like no they just read (laughs) and and it also depends on how invested you are in the story Mm -hmm. right like if if this is a if I'm giving you literally a boring book, like it is a chore to read this sucker, you know, that same length of chapter will take you a couple hours because you need breaks. You're just like, my brain does not retain this information. It's crazy, right? That was me all through school readings. And I was just like, I don't want to read this. But if I hand you a book or you choose a book that's like genuinely interesting, like you're, you, you, you are invested in the story, you're invested in the characters and whatnot, like, just from personal experience, I've blown through books. Like, I I didn't no read Hunger Games. I read Catching Fire and Mockingjay. Mm-hmm. And it's because after the movie, I was like, I got to do this. Yeah. But when you're which when you're that invested, yeah. like you go quickly, right? So I just find like a month actually might be on the long side, but I like giving people just time, right? So yeah. that you go through, you know, we all have lives too. Well, right? that's like, just so maybe it. I you're was just about to say that. Who knows what's going to happen in someone's well, yeah. month. Maybe you're maybe you're a weekend reader because there are some people that you know that's yeah. what they do on the weekends. They just sit in a chair and just decompress, and that's their escapist moment, right? Versus yeah. you know <laughs> the hectic of the nine to five during the week or something, right? So that's that's the next step. There is done mm-hmm. that now. As the beta readers are going through that month, 
don't think that John and I are doing nothing. That's not what we're doing at all. Um, because at the same time, because I have not, at the time of this recording, edited any of John's chapters. And neither, I don't think, no, he has edited I'm any focus- of mine. I'm only focusing on mine, making yeah. my stuff, like, that's why I'm... Spoiler alerts to everyone. I have my computer reading it to me out loud, so that way I can <laughs> hear. So when all of a sudden the computer goes a the instead of a that, I hear it. And because yeah. I find that if I just read it, sometimes my brain will autocorrect that yeah. in my in my mind, and I'll mm-hmm. just keep going. So, yeah, but if I can thing. hear it, yeah, and then that, then the, and I'm like, whoa, what? That's not a sentence. <laughs> But the best thing is that that is a real thing that happens when you mm-hmm. have been looking. And that's also why we get a little distance mm-hmm. as well between us. Because like, if you and I've done this and I don't recommend it, if you just do the straight run, like oh, the straight yeah. sprint through. So no break between jump straight and edits like I found in the projects that I did that I made way more errors mm-hmm. because I didn't have that distance yeah. right there. Uh, and, and sometimes it's just a simple matter of not hearing your voice say it too. If it's something, somebody else saying it to you, right? Like you're mm-hmm. going to hear those little inconsistencies. So that's, that's yeah. not, it's not a bad a strategy, right? That's but yeah. At, but at the one. time, but at the time for that people are beta reading, um, John and I are going to do a, uh, a flip flop, flip flop <laughs> swap. So he'll take a look at and start workshopping the other half of the book. What I will. think works, yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And, right? and I'm sure there are things that Tiffany off the top of her head can think of on mine that she thinks workshop. Cause I can think of at least one thing off the top of my head yeah. in hers that I'm like, yeah, we need to revisit this idea. Right. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, and that's not to say it's a bad idea. It's just, I honestly, what it is is nothing came of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. But, and, and, and it's, it's interesting to take a look at that just simply from a, um, uh, we had a wall up for yeah. a portion well, of the and that story. Was, and that right? was when that wall was up. And then when I yep. think about it, I'm like, it was back then. Like, and I just never went back and addressed it because we were going forward. We're going we weren't going forward. backwards. Yeah. So and, and yeah, it's always been in my mind. That's why I can readily think about it. Cause you did bring it up and I went, I really just ignored that. Like, and I, and I've thought about, it, I'm like, I hope she's not mad at me. Cause I just blatantly ignored that. <laughs> That's nah, fine. Like I said, first first drafts are always crap, and I'm sorry if that hurts anyone's feelings. They're always bad, so yeah, you gotta gotta go in and take a peek, right? But yeah, yeah so we'll do a flip flop, right? Yeah. We'll we'll take a look at that for sure, and then moving into the next bit. So looking at we're we're looking at getting beta reader feedback mid January, so like that January fourteenth era yeah. area a bit, and so it gives two weeks to re edit. Go Take the feedback that. in, go through, make sure we're good. And we're aiming for end of January, uh, so early February, to begin the next phase, which is copy and line edits. And, it's, it, and then at February, it's been a year since we started. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is true for this particular one. Now, um, full disclosure, I thoroughly believe that line edits are the most tedious thing, like, I, of, of, of the whole thing, yeah. like, of the whole project overview. Um, yeah. Because uh, they're they're necessary. Don't get me wrong. You should never not do no yeah. your line edits. You should do your line edits always, right? But it's quite literally, literally is the word here, taking yeah. the words at face value. Yeah. Right? So we're not looking at what's implied. We're looking at 
Well, the room was laid out this way, and the person literally just put their hand on the wall, but I pictured that there was a window here based on what was said earlier. Like, it's, liter- it's yeah. literal um, uh, literal stuff. I've never yeah. done that. That's going to be fun. Oh. Yes, it, it is oh. tedious. <laughs> and is the one thing that I always um, would say is the, the hump in the middle of the marathon, the okay. one where you have to, like, have someone push you through because it's just like... Um, yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's a bit of a thing, right? But once those are done, then, you know, if we need sensitivity, I don't think we need sensitivity for this particular story, no, uh, sensitivity not... edits. Um, sure. But, I mean, I could always combo it with uh, with the editor if that's their specialty. They can do both at the same time uh, yeah. for anything. But um, that and then proofread. Yeah. It's final, final proof, right? But, you know, obviously I'm given a layout here, but there's several drafts that kind of get refreshed in between all yeah, that yeah. as well. Right. And then we start the, what I think is the fun part. I don't know if anyone else thinks it's the fun part, which is uh, cover design and typesetting. Yeah. And uh, ebook uh, coding as well. Right. Uh, and that's, that's the aesthetic part. That's the, yeah. the, how it looks part. Right. And I'm sure. So I would actually give John a bit of homework. Oh no. Oh, homework. No homework not in school but homework uh whereas i would actually ask him to go and just don't even read them just find books that look interesting like Mm -hmm. just look aesthetically interesting to you like that you go basically i'm asking him to judge the book by its cover for sure and you know what i might make a trip to a library (laughs) right and just do it and then like basically pick up the book and then he needs to tell me what he likes about it. Like literally, was it the layout looks good? If you flip through the pages, did the font mess with your eyes? Did it stand out? You know, like stuff like that. And they seem like very inconsequential things that we take for granted, if you will. But like, but at the same time, no one wants to read a whole novel of comic sans. Oh dear. (laughs) Mm. John's pressing the nerve. Oh man. Yes, full pain, but but it's just just stuff like that, right? Like so, you you're looking at the layout, you're looking at like color scheme, right? Mm. There are there are if this this is now we're getting artsy here, right? Yeah. So like the the palette that you choose really does matter, right? It I also think grays, gives, browns, and blacks. Very neutral, <laughs> very neutral. Um, but just things like that, right? Like so, you go in, see layout, see what kind of stuff you like, um, mm-hmm. what pertains to, and then of course is the con the concept phase, right? So obviously, this is just an idea thing, but we're 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 not copying covers or anything. We're mm-hmm. literally just going. I liked this idea yeah. that was here, and then pertain it to this story, right? And mm-hmm. go, okay, all right, story, yeah, right, um, that kind of stuff, but. I digress. Lots of stuff to take a look at there. And then, and then, then, when all that's done, all that's done, right, is ordering the proofs. Yes. Ugh. Which uh, I will, I will have great uh, self control to not open it when it comes. <laughs> I, will, I will wait and I'll phone you and say, when can you come here? You'll have to get the shipping <laughs> so you can track it so that way you yep. can see when it's at the depot. And then I will just come over that day and we'll just hang out all day. We just won't do anything. I'll just sit on your couch, watch TV, play game, whatever. And then all of a sudden, knock, knock, knock. We'll be like, oh, my God. Pretty much. Pretty much. That'll be our day. That's the way. Right. Uh, And then we just uh, might even do like a little reaction video. Oh, that'd be First time. Take a look. Right. Because it's it's just things. Right. Mm Because there is no substitute. For when you've been working on something. It doesn't have to be a book. It could be literally anything, anything. Right. But if you've been working on something for 
months slash over the year at this point. It'll be over a oh, year yeah, at this yeah. at this time when when it gets there, and it's done. Mm-hmm. And do not think that it's over yet, folks, because even when the proofs come, we must re-edit the proof, make sure that everything spaced correctly, make sure that everything uh, was okay, that we didn't have a printer mishap, that the the color palette is consistent across all of the the proofs that we or, have here. Or the worst thing is everyone, every single set of eyes that looked at it missed one spelling mistake. Yeah, yeah. And it Which, made it onto the print. <laughs> Which is totally a thing that happens. You can have, and I've had it, like, 10, 12 people Mm -hmm. have passed through. The eyes have seen everything, and we missed one thing. And you're like, how? How? And it's always a stupid, like, four-letter word. Yeah, something. (laughs) Something or just, like, read, lead. Yeah. Like, like, it's just, it just went through literally everything. And that's it. Like, it just happened. (laughs) So then at that point in time... Then we can say, all right, John, when do you have to have the launch party? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Fun. And then uh, and then have some fun with that. Right. Find a little local local venue, you know, chill out. Friends, family, come buy books, read them. Uh, and then we'll have to get John used to uh, reading. Yeah, I know, I know. I've done it. I have done it. Like I and I, yep. and, I and I do do it when need be. However, mm-hmm. And this is just a me thing. Apparently I'm crazy with like when I tell people this, they're like, what? I would much rather have what I'm going to do memorized. Mm-hmm. I would rather like that's why I liked acting, was that whole script is in your head. And I'm not reading. Because Which I just- can't in fluctuate my voice and, and put when I'm reading. Especially something Which- for the first time. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, if that's how you want to do it, it's fine. But I'm not going all, to. Just remember, all our chapters are over a thousand words. That's uh, just it. So it's a lot to memorize. That but is. anyway, uh, I'll leave. I'll leave it to John to figure out. I'm not out, going but, to do that. I will suck it up. <laughs> right? Is then just look at the story and think of like what what chapter fits as the the snippet that you want to leave people with that doesn't reveal too much. Like you don't want a trailer that tells you the whole movie, right? Well, you know? that's, and that's, I feel Netflix is bad for that. Oh, Netflix <laughs> is horrible for that. You'll watch your trailer and you're like, all right, so I don't need to watch that. <laughs> like, thanks, I guess. <laughs> so it's a snippet to just whet the appetite, but at the same point in time that you don't want it to give away too that's much. That's the thing is I, I was like, Oh, my first chapter. And then I'm like, well, no, it says nothing to do with anything. And so, like, sometimes it's not your first chapter. No. Right? Sometimes it's the catalyst chapter. Sometimes it's the inciting incident. But it should never be, be at least, okay, personal opinion. Don't crucify me, folks. Uh, I just, I don't think it should be beyond the inciting incident. Mm, yeah, don't, that's, don't that's throw just something me. near climax and be like, yeah. wait to get here. <laughs> Right, that that that's just me. I, I think that's a little too far into a story to be yeah. revealing anything. Well, no, anything, if, you, if, if if you if you can't entice people to read your book based on your inciting incident, you don't have an inciting incident. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. sorry. Yes. So then then comes the. Uh, are we going to have hors d'oeuvres? I love food, so probably. Uh, are we? Or you know, um, drinks, whatever. What's the venue like? And then you know, maybe a maybe a John and Tiffany quiet time. 
where we just go, look at the thing. Look at the thing that we made. Isn't that nice? Okay. <laughs> uh, and then move on to the next uh, the next project because there's always another one. Right? But um, one. But yeah, so that's the cycle, essentially, mm-hmm. what we're, we're taking a look at now. So 2023 is going to be fairly edit-heavy, if you will, uh, at least for the first bit. No, at the same point, uh, same time, I don't think that other projects aren't being done. John mm-hmm. and I are also writing another project at the same time. Yeah. Which uh, I think is very manageable based on the fact that editing and creativity are two different sides of the brain. So you can do that. I do have to say, I spent a long time, like hours yesterday editing. And I was exhausted by the Mm -hmm. end of it. And I was like, why am I so tired? Like, just, and not like physically, like mentally. Like, I was just like, I can't look at anything. I I was like, I'm done. Do your glasses, do your glasses have the blue light filter? No. Okay. So I find personally, I don't wear glasses. I don't need to, but I have blue light filter glasses. Okay. Um, So when I'm staring at screens for a real, like really long time, I get like eye fatigue, (laughs) right? Um, Just based on it. Uh, And I am much better if I'm doing hours of things with these than I am without. I have to look into that then. Yeah, or like they're, they're fairly it, inexpensive. Even if I don't get like prescription wise, I can just get. You can also, um, I don't know if your monitor does this or not. I know that mine does as well. Is that you can actually turn blue filter on your monitor and it changes the the color scheme just just slightly enough. My but monitor does TV. Ah, so no, <laughs> so no, no. Fair um, enough. It was enough. Um, Amanda's sister's. Uh, her parents bought it for her, but when she lived with us but then when she moved out she didn't have anywhere to put it so she just left it and I went can can, can I use it? I'll give it back whenever you ask just, can I use it? Yeah. And she went yeah sure <laughs> fair so the answer is no it doesn't no. but uh, anyway some monitors do have the filter built into mm. the, the monitor that you can just the switch and on it goes um kind of thing but i find that especially when the coding and the typesetting Mm. period comes i can be at this desk for like five plus hours yeah like uh at a time because i I kept having to take breaks yesterday after a while i'd be like i gotta go downstairs i gotta go sit outside and look at nature (laughs) but that's the thing right is is you're drastically increasing your screen time when you're doing the edits and, and that kind of process. Mm-hmm. So it, it is totally, totally makes sense to yeah take a break for sure. Stretch break, water break. I don't oh, care yeah. what you gotta do. Just, yeah. just get up and move. Right. But, but I will look yeah. at those glasses. The, I think that's a good yeah. idea to. Yeah. I think this is like 20 bucks tops, like oh, nothing okay. too crazy. It's nothing too crazy on the, on the cost for them. Right. But, mm. um, but yeah, so, you know, we're, we're, we're also writing another one yeah. uh, coming there, which we'll have a nice announcement for next week. Uh, yeah. Just to, just to, give you guys an idea of the overview of how that's going. And then uh, I know that uh, I also have some side projects. I, I think I'm not going to be uh, too off off by saying that John also probably has a project or two that he's at least considering or I looking do, at yeah, at the time. I'm looking at it. Um, yeah. Right. And, and, but that's, this is, this is the cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Is that there was a long period of downtime when you got your first project because you're like building that up, but now you can start simultaneously yeah. working on things and then it fills their time more because this right here is at edit stages, but we have like draft stage over here. We got concept stage over here, like lots of things yeah, are going exactly. right. So, 
So if you get tired of editing, a lot of times it's good. Your break can be, okay, let's write, write a hundred words or whatever on this. Well, and that's just it is I was editing yesterday and still thinking, well, what is Lance doing? What, what happens now? Yes. Especially because where we are is very precarious. (laughs) It it was, it was interesting. So like basically where the story's at is uh, a uh, very famous Tiffany thing, which is I got bored for a minute. So I had to create, (laughs) I had to create chaos uh, because I was a little chaos ensued. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I, yeah, I looked at the story story and I got bored. Yes. Yes. It's not the same story anymore. No, things have happened a bit. Like it's, Again, we we created an outline that's fairly loose. Uh, yeah. So like, and so it's always been going in the right direction. This just definitely is is a, a it's going to become a big marker of where the story is heading because of this thing. Yes, it's 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 just like the other one we did, where little things that we just thought were ideas to screw the other person over turned into major plot points. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> it's very true. And uh, you know, John finishes chapter, and I belted mine out pretty quick yeah, uh, yeah. in the next couple days. And I think that's the momentum I have with that story right now, which is like whenever yeah. you are done, I'm within a day or two of you. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, it's pretty quick. I'm just going with whenever I can get it out. So I, I'm not yeah. doing the, the week like we were last time where it was every, make sure every Friday it's up. And no, now I'm just kind of like, if it's done, it's done. It goes out. <laughs> yes. So, and, and so you like automatically just even, comparing the two projects, at least the writing is that there's definitely a bit of a pace pickup on this one. Uh, just because I, I feel like we, we upped the pace and then mm-hmm. we took a break and now we're refreshed and then like upping the pace again. Well, it's like I said, when, when I pitched the first one was, I just need to get back into writing yeah. and now look at where we are. It's been almost a year. It'll be a year soon. And we're now have two projects on the go. And while we're talking about doing one thing with one, we're also talking about doing one thing with the other. And, we have this much higher speed than we had with we had a year ago. Like it's just well, a year ago we had no speed. Like, <laughs> like well, a, year, a year ago was an idea, right? It was mm-hmm. just a um, so think about this thing, uh, yeah. which prompted serious talk. Yeah. Okay, to make sure that it would be a thing that was actually worth time doing, right? And that was so, and that was a fair that conversation. I you know I I, I I feel like some people get into that conversation and then get offended. And like, oh, and it's like, no, no, that's a conversation that needs to happen. It doesn't matter if it hurts your ego. It needs to happen. Yes. I think the the biggest the biggest thing that I notice with projects, uh, just writing or otherwise, just projects, when you're doing it with other people, one of two things ends up happening. One is you have a great working relationship. Oh, yeah. You have boundaries set up right away. Communication is open. Like if you if something is required, it's good. We're we have that 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 groove going yeah. or, and this is, I think, unfortunately the majority of things that happen is there's a communication breakdown or something happens in life. And then we don't say anything. And then the project becomes unfinished on hiatus or whatever. Yeah. And the thing is, is that when speaking from experience, projects that go on hiatus very rarely get finished. Yeah. I have right. lots of projects on hiatus. There you go. With right. Numerous different groups of people. <laughs> but, but that's the thing, right? Is that like, if you're if you're somebody that's like thinking of doing a project with another person, you need to establish the boundaries right away, right? Yeah, and you need to keep both you and your partner, yourself particularly, but you and your partner 
at an accountability level, whatever that mm-hmm. is agreed upon is between the two of you or three of you, whatever uh, that you got going on. But there needs to be rules. And I think uh, um, then this is from personal experience with just the recent you and I, I mm-hmm. think make sure you work well together in a smaller group setting. Yes. Because Tiffany and I have done numerous projects together already, but each of them were a day, a week, right? We did a debaters thing where we just joked. Yep. That, that was what, two weeks of planning? Two weeks, yeah, two weeks of planning and then go and, kind of and thing. Then yeah. that, like, but we had, we'd always worked well together. And I think that's a step I've definitely missed in the past is someone has said, hey, let's do this. And I go, that's a cool idea. And then everything falls apart because I don't know if that person is in it. Whereas yes. I, I knew from experience how Tiffany and I work and how where I where I lack and where she makes up for that or where she might lack and I make up for that. Right. And it works and it has worked in the past. So I just went, hey, do you want to try it on a larger scale? Mm hmm. Yeah. And, you know, not not going to lie, was a little skeptical just because I've had these long projects with people. And, and that's fair. And, oh, the frustration. <laughs> and, and that's fair. Right? Right? And, and I'm that, not going to claim that I was a saint on this. There are definitely some weeks where I was just like, hey, I can't do it. And but it's it's as Tiffany was saying, there was it wasn't the shutout. It wasn't the breakdown. of It was, hey, actually, X, Y, Z, but I'll get it to you next week. And that communication was always open, and there was always that un- because and there was Tiffany. And there was to the, me, I did Tiffany, but I did Tiffany more than she did yeah. me. But <laughs> okay, but but the, but there was the 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 partnership, mm-hmm. which is saying, okay, I I'm hearing that you need this time. How about I redirect and do this guy here? Mm-hmm. How is that for you? Can I check in with you mid next week and see where we're at? Like, yeah. you know, again, it's the communication, right? Yeah, I would My, agree with that. My biggest pet peeve with partner projects, especially artistic ones, is the silence. The radio silence. It's the worst. Right? When there's just nothing. Because then all you can do is speculate. You can go, did I did I do something? Did I upset them? Did I did I is it me? Is it them? Did someone die on their end? Did a meteor hit their house and I just haven't heard of it? Am I the biggest jerk in the world that I haven't checked up on them for the meteor that hit their house that I didn't know about? Like it, it's a big jump, I understand, but that's <laughs> it's how it works, at least for but me. It's, it's the it's the spiral effect of anxiety yeah. Yeah. that may may accompany that, right? Uh, but yeah, it's just if if you're if you're planning on this, you need to establish the rules right away. Okay, mm-hmm. the rules for project one was here's a wall, here's the prompts, just do a thing. Just do it. If, it, if it's if it's been established. It's <laughs> been established. That's fun. <laughs> that's a that's a thing that's happening, right? Um, and then project two now less of a wall, like, and it's more of a hey, just a heads up. I'm thinking of doing this thing. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Um, just generally saying this is kind of the direction it's going to go in. There's a How low wall, I would say. We're talking yeah. over it, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not knee deep in what you're writing, and you're not knee deep in what I'm writing. It's just kind no. of a hey. I was thinking this. It's like. A couple weeks ago when we established how we wanted our characters to meet. It was, again, neither one of us was going, I'm going to write it for you. But we were going, hey, what if they bump into each other and then go and then they bump into each yeah. other again? And then that's how that would that be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking over the fence. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And then occasionally 
glancing over the fence, but not, uh, <laughs> that not, happens sometimes. not, not too, not too much there. Right. But that's, oh. again, that's just the important part is just having whatever your rules are established yeah. right away. Right. Um, and I think probably last bit of really good advice, at least from, from my opinion is just know what you are. I'm not saying like, Oh, what do you mean? I'm a human. No, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> I, saying I, like, well, what you are. And I mean by like, are you someone that gets easily distracted and requires accountability? Mm-hmm. Are you someone who has great ideas, but has no idea how to actually carry through? Are you the person that can go, all right, here's our deadline and lead the group to that goal. Like yeah. it, it's, you just need to know what you are mm-hmm. and it's okay. If you're not all the things I need to be very clear that that's fine. That's all good. All right. It's 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 a hundred percent okay. I'm not the right? last one. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, that that's definitely me. But um, it's just you need to know what you are, mm-hmm. and that's going to help you find someone or something to complement. Exactly. Right? And it it works or it doesn't work. But if you can get all of the pieces in the right place, it's just like a formula. You plug them all in, it'll work. Mm-hmm. You just have to make sure there's no variables because variables <laughs> are where things go awry. They can, they can, especially if you don't have a plan for them. Exactly. That's the, that's, that's the big one there, right? So, Look yeah. I was talking uh, about math. <laughs> math is life? It's, yeah. It, it, everything breaks down to math, and that is that is my core belief. That's, it's, a, it's a constant, for sure. But, uh, yeah, so then looking at that, and then, um, uh, like I said, John's got his own... A project which I'm hoping he picks up again, but it's up to him uh, uh, to do. Or maybe he'll do something new. I don't know. Like it doesn't really matter. I had anyway, thought about he, that, but I wasn't yeah. sure. I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Like I know I'm pretty set in my genres. Like I, I very much have the sci-fi gene, if you will, uh, in in a lot of the things that I write. Not everything, but a lot of things that I that I write. I'm just, I'm curious if uh, if if you have one that's that's potentially courting you a bit for a story right now, or if it's just, uh, so I have this idea and I'm going to share it with you and you can, you can enjoy this. I I don't, I haven't fleshed out. It's just this concept that I I liked. I've been bouncing around in my head and it's really ever since we started and we made the shift into the sci-fi. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just having a thought experiment in my brain. I do this sometimes. And I was like, you know, if we live in a society uh, at a point in time where we have humans on living on large space stations, like these space stations have artificial gravity and you walk around, there are multiple floors, right? You have shopping areas and right work areas. And, and we reach that point in time logically that would mean that there would be people who would be born on a space station live their entire life on a space station and never leave that space station and then die on that space station what would that be like what would life be like if you didn't actually know what a planet felt like because it'd be interesting um following up on that idea interesting is like do the space stations then require some kind of citizenship or are you just kind of like a person with no home like like, you know how do you define a home well that's just like i think like i'm thinking about like large scale like if we get i think futurama you're gonna think i'm dumb for saying Mm. this but um 
in, 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 in the realm of Futurama, in that world, because there are now aliens and all of these other things, there aren't really countries on Earth. It's just Earth. Everyone is Earthican. It's what they're called. It's really dumb. I love it. Um, so if, if we reach that point and now we have planet dividing, if you have a, a space station who is owned by that planet, you would need that residence to be on that or at least a visa passport sort of like we have now for countries. Mm-hmm. It's just the same rules we have now on a larger scale. I wonder. But everyone would have to agree to these rules, right? Like, and that's where that whole, you know, Star Trek, the Federation and all that, like, or Futurama again, dupe the democratic order of planets, right? Where all these rules that all these planets agree to, and it seems to work oddly like democracy on Earth, but, (laughs) but it would just kind of like, that's what I'm thinking, right? So Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have a story. It's just an idea, but I think it's a neat idea. And it's, and I've just, because I've been thinking about space a lot. <laughs> space find, is terrifying. <laughs> it can be. I, I find that uh, personally, when I have large concept ideas like that, I start with a short story. Mm. And you can tell pretty quickly when you're writing a short story, if this is a, an idea bigger. If it, than, it has than, traction or if it's just. Yeah. It was just right. Slow. And if it, and if the answer is that it doesn't finish your short story, yeah. just finish the short story and. It's a cool set piece for something, right? But if it does, then I oftentimes find that the first chapter is that short story. And then you kind of like drift off from that. But like, I think it's one of the reasons I really like genre fiction is because you are playing with an idea that is both familiar and unfamiliar, Mm -hmm. right? As in, you know what it's like to live (laughs) and you know what it's like to have neighbors and you know what it's like to be in part of a community but not in space. Yeah. Like as an example, right? Like you, you can displace and do things or do you know what that's like in a magical kingdom? No, the answer is no, you don't. Yeah. Right. But the, so there's a bit of familiarity. There's also a bit of leeway for you to build mm-hmm. your little Lego blocks of story exactly. around, around things. Right. So I encourage, encourage uh, genre fiction all the time. Yeah. And I find, it, I find it interesting that your brain went to sci-fi because it's, it's not your general, or at least it wasn't no. your general genre. But it's just, it's, it, it is, it's space has always been something that has mm-hmm. fascinated me. Right. Like it just boggles my mind. And I just like to think about things. Right. There is a planet out there where it rains rocks. That's crazy. <laughs> it's terrifying. But it's because it spins so fast that rock evaporates on one side of the planet. By the time it gets to the cold side of the planet, it solidifies. It rains rocks. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of moons and, and, and whatnot where water is underground only. Yeah. Like, it's, it's again, there's lots of interesting things that uh, I think what's so compelling is that we don't know <laughs> well so, what about a hundred percent water planet mm-hmm. right just imagine just a ball of water with this super condensed core that keeps it all together there's this book uh audiobook actually that we mm-hmm. connor and i started uh, a while ago we actually haven't finished the series now that i think about it we should probably do that um and it was a story i what is it called 
The main character is called Bob. Okay. Um, anyway, and he's just a has become basically a construct AI version, transferred version of a human, right? Okay. And essentially is tasked with finding homes for people, like because their the earth is the earth is dying, and so to do this he basically copies his psyche into another like other bobs if you will right yeah but they but they all have a like a a trait a personality trait that's different so like i've copied this and oh this is my courageous bob right like so <laughs> it, it is him but the him courage plus, is, if you will. is the outstanding feature Yes, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, and so there's, like, tons and tons of them. And then there's generations of Bob, because, like, there's, like, first generation, which is just him copying himself. So you've got, like, your core ones. And then the copies make copies. So then it's, like, spinoffs of their dominant psyche, right? And creates all of these different things. And he's, like, a huge sci-fi nerd, so he names he names his, uh, his copies different things. Example, his, like, little more diplomatic... Uh, Bob is he nicknamed Riker after um, Star Star Trek, you know, yeah. right? Or just like different different pop culture things, yeah. right? Which is kind of fun. But anyway, my point is is that we in this story are exposed to different planets, and mm. the question, of course, is like different nations on Earth essentially are going are going to try and make homes on these different planets, right? So they have to. There's one planet I'm remembering, as you mentioned, one that was like all of water. Whereas they're trying to figure out whether or not that's viable. Like, yeah. can you adapt to life with just a planet of water, right? Uh, with, the mm-hmm. with the creatures and whatnot in, or there's ones that actually have some life in it. So maybe they don't touch that, or should we touch that, or can we coexist with that, yeah. right? Or move on to this, like, and so it creates a lot of different ecosystems within, like, all the planets, right? Mm-hmm. And then you realize other countries had different um construct like programs too so they have their own like it's just a a big web of sci-fi that goes there right which um thematically is is very similar to what you're describing here which is like should we is this a thing could we do that what if we had a planet where rocks just rain down randomly like could we we survive with that you know things like that right i I don't think so (laughs) it is it is Everyone it is a has very, concussions. That's fair. It is a very entertaining audiobook, though. I, I know you're not a reader, but like the person, the narrator uh, that is performing, because it's all technically one guy, like it's Bob, yeah. and yeah. then different versions of Bob, right? It's interesting to hear his inflections when he changes to, to this Bob or this Bob or this Bob, right? Yeah. And it, it actually sounds, well, in world, right? Because, you know, if you were staring at a staring at a version of you that is shy right yeah how would that sound right or a version of you that is just angry all the time how would that sound yeah right but um yeah i'll have to i'll have to look it up i can't actually remember what it's called but the main character's name is bob okay (laughs) maybe if i type in bob amazon like what what would that Oh no! Sending me to bobbleheads. That's not, that's not <laughs> bobbleheads. Bob, Audible, Amazon. What is it called? We are Legion. Oh, okay. We are Bob. That's ah. what it's called. That's a couple books ahead. Hmm? What? That's a couple books ahead. 
That's a couple books ahead, but it is We Are Bob. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's a few of them there, like, uh, Oh, For We Are Many, All These Worlds, Heaven's River. Like, it's it's a good it's a good series, but it's, it's fun to listen to. Because the narr- narrated by Ray Porter. Okay. And he is fun. He is fun when you listen to it. But anyway, sci-fi, that was, that's, that's my little sci-fi ramble for the, for the moment there. But... As you can see, folks, we got lots of things that we're going to take a look at. And, uh, you know, we actually, next week is our, our wrap-up episode. Yeah. Okay, we've gone through another year. Yep. Five years of Pondo. That's long. Oh, like, that's a small <laughs> time. And right smack in the middle of it, pandemic Pondo. Ah. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So we'll uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about, uh, I guess, the, the future of uh, this podcast a little bit, um, just a little bit of a restructure and whatnot. It's nothing too crazy, but uh, uh, we've we've definitely found a passion again for yeah. at least things that uh, that John and I enjoy doing, which is lots of writing and yeah. finishing through projects, right? And you know, who who whoever said that you had to be in school to do this? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, you can create your own projects and finish them outside of school. And 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 you know what? The fact of the matter is, is I think we're having a lot of fun while doing oh. it. <laughs> well, I speak for myself. I'm having lots of fun. Like, I, I I know I get excited when I get that text message. Hey, chapters up! I'm like, oh good. I will draw. I I've been playing. I've got the new Rabbids game for the Switch. Mm. I've been playing that. But a boom, chapters up. All right, no more Rabbids for now. There's <laughs> definitely a moment where like. You always seem to text it to me when I'm in the middle of something that I cannot drop in the moment, right? So, like, I'm my in the middle of something. Amazing. It comes in on my watch, and I look at it, and I'm like, damn it, John. Okay. <laughs> and then I just don't say anything. And for a bit, I was like, I will get to that in a minute or, like, whenever I can because yeah. I'm always in the middle of something. I, I've, I've noticed. I, I, I think I've gathered that because there are times that I've said chapters up, and you'll get back to me right away and be like, okay, cool. And then there are most times... Where I get nothing, and I'm like, all right. So I think, yeah, that makes sense. I track that yeah. tra- that tracks in my yeah, head. So, yeah. So if if I'm like reading it now, like I I ha- I'm free, I can do this. I usually go okay or yeah. something like a quick little message. But if I'm literally in the middle, of something, I'm like, fine, do that later. Well, I think I think I'm the same. I just I'm more yeah. often than not free when you're when you're so because I, I feel I'm thinking about. It, I'm like, yeah, I think there's been where you've said chapters up and i just was like i can't deal with that right now i am mm-hmm. yep. i am doing something and i will deal with that when i can deal with that yeah not a bad thing just a thing mm-hmm. but yeah so like, <laughs> lots of lots of fun but I, I look forward to the text i'm just like Ooh. yeah it's always, it's it's always a good one because especially now that we can't predict it because i you know before with the last project i always knew friday saturday it was coming and i could i could be ready for it and we're, but we're on this pace now where, like, it John could, could finish it, it tomorrow, and I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Right? And then I'd finish it maybe a day or two after, right? Like, exactly. so, like, there's no there's no weekly TV moment, if you will, where, yeah. like, oh, this is the time. I need to tune in at this time to yeah. watch this show or whatever. It's uh, it's on. Get it. I get it. <laughs> run, run, <laughs> run. Thank God for yeah. PVRs. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. But anyway, guys, so we'll uh, do a little little toast to the end of the year. Have uh, final final thoughts on 2022 and how that's affected both of our writing. Mm. It's infected it in different ways. And and uh, what what does what does the content look like for the future? We're going to take a look at all these things. All right? Get, but, all right. Yeah, absolutely. But 
I will leave John to continue to do his fantastic little <laughs> the one that I screw there. up most of the time. Uh, well, you know what? It's oh, practice. I love it. Practice, practice makes progress, right? Well, thank you for joining us on this week of Pondo's Playground. Um, I always like to quote Stephen because we love you and we hope you love us. That was a little bit of me there. Um, be sure to check out our Twitter Twitter handle at MechaPandaPub or our website, uh, MechaPandaPublishing.com. Um, from there, you can see whatever works is out, you, links to the podcast that you're listening to now now i've lost my train of thought so i'm gonna enjoy have a good one bye bye